Thursday, January 22nd, 2015. This is the Hermetic Hour. I'm your host, Polk Runyon. And tonight we present a discussion on Hermetic Magical Ethics. Now this will be somewhat controversial in that we will examine the ethical aspects of Hermetic philosophy in comparison to Christianity and other Gnostic variations, including Crowley's Thelema and Golden Dawn Rosicrucianism. We will also question the merits of egalitarian collectivism compared to the American Masonic work ethic and personal responsibility standards. And we will review our newly adopted code of conduct for members of our magical lodges and explain some of the reasons for establishing these guidelines. So if you want to know how well-behaved and nice to each other magicians ought to be, tune in and we will give you our golden rules. Mm, oh, boy. Uh, so let's uh, let's tackle this um, uh, this subject, and uh, to start off with, uh, let's define uh, some of the difference between hermetic ethics and Christian ethics, and some of the which are essentially come down to us from the nature, the different nature of the of hermetic uh, philosophy. And and uh, and Christian philosophy, and they're, they're very very similar, by the way. And both, both, uh, as we will see in, in a moment, both of, both of them um, begin with a baptism. And uh, uh, in in um, Christian philosophy, you're baptized with the Holy Spirit, and in Hermetic philosophy, you are also baptized with the Holy Spirit, except the Holy Spirit. Is uh, is the Gnosis, and uh, and so consequently, we we end up with a little different philosophy in each case. Uh, now, uh, as most of you are aware, the uh, the the initiation into into uh, the Hermetic Order, especially ours, or any Hermetic Order that actually follows the system, is going to involve uh, a, um, a replication of the uh, of the treatise of the Crater, uh, and the the uh, spiritual the spiritual bowl that comes down from heaven that was, that that is featured in the stars uh, as, as the constellation Crater, and and uh, is brought down by the herald from God and and those who who know what they are uh, what they are here for. And and uh, and know what their purpose is. They they come uh, to the to the altar and they are baptized in the in the um, in the the crater, uh, the, the great mixing bowl from the heavens, which contains uh, both the Gnosis and it also contains the the Gnos, or the Holy Spirit. Now. Uh, what I'd like to do here is I'd like to read from uh, the from the Philander. I'd like to read this particular section that we use in the initiation, uh, so we can we can comment on it, and we'll talk about how it how it relates to uh, the difference between 
the Christian baptism and the hermetic baptism. Now, the candidates um, uh, at a certain point in the initiation come up to the altar, and uh, and uh, this this uh, this discourse is, is is read, and then they are baptized in the crater. The Creator, not with hands but by word, made the whole world, so that conceive of Him thus wise as of the present and ever being, and having made all things and one and only, and His own will having created the entities. For this is the body of him, not touchable, nor visible, nor measurable, nor separable, nor like to any other body. For he is neither fire, nor water, nor air, nor spirit, but all are from him. For being good, he willed to dedicate this to himself alone, and to adorn the earth. But as ornament of divine body, he sent down the man, immortal animal, mortal animal. And the man indeed excelled the animals and the world because of the speech and of the mind. For the man became the spectator of the works of the God and wondered and acknowledged the maker. The speech, then, he hath imparted among all the men, but by no means the mind. Now, not envying any, for envy cometh not thence, but is conceived below in the souls of those men who have not the mind. Wherefore, then, O Father, you might ask, has not the God imparted the mind to all men? He willed this to be stationed in the midst, as it were, a prize for the souls. And you might ask, where hath he stationed it? Having filled a great cup of this, he sent down, giving it to a herald, and commanded him to proclaim to the hearts of men these things. Baptize thyself, who is able, into this cup. Those of you who are believing that you shall return to him who has sent down the cup, and who recognize for what you were generated for. And as many of them as understood the proclamation and were baptized with the mind, those partook of the knowledge and became perfect men, having received the mind. But as many as failed the proclamation, they, having obtained the speech but not the mind, are ignorant for what they were generated for and by whom. Now, that is, that is the initiatory passage from Hermes Trismegistus, commander, and it uh, it brings up uh, several questions in in relation to our to our um, uh, questions that we were asking at the beginning of the show here, in relation to Christianity, and and uh, first let me explain a few things uh, about the difference between Christianity and and Hermeticism. Hermeticism is essentially classically it's classical pagan. And and um, it's it's a classical pagan. Uh, some people, some scholars think that it was uh, that it was classical pagans' answer to Christianity, or or they're, they're, the classical pagan intellectuals, uh, spiritual intellectuals, attempt to to offer something like Christianity uh, in a pagan context. Now, this may or may not be true. It may be that in truth. 
that this hermetic proposition may have come along even before uh, before Christianity. Uh, it, it, this is very possible, and in fact, that was what had been originally thought in the in the Renaissance and. In the Italian Renaissance, they were just about ready to canonize Hermes uh, when they when they discovered that uh, that these the treatises they were using had actually been written after after uh, Christ's uh, uh, crucifixion rather than before, and uh, that was the end of of any attempt to uh, to include Christi- Hermes in the Christian tradition. But uh, let's let's take a little look at the one of the essential differences between paganism and what eventually uh, through the efforts of uh, Paul and Constantine became Christianity. Uh, The main difference is that pagan morality, now we're talking about ethics now, remember, this is is, uh, uh, that's the main title of our show, Hermetic Ethics, okay. Uh, The main Ethical and moral standard of the classical pagan world was honor. Honor was the moral standard. Now, what was the main moral standard in Christianity? When I say Christianity, now remember, talking about our kind of Christianity, I'm not talking about about uh, Marcus's Valentinian uh, uh, Gnostic. Christianity. I'm talking about Paul and Constantine's institutionalized Christianity, which unfortunately we still have today. What is the main moral uh, issue or the main moral structure uh, behind uh, churchianity? What is it? It's charity. Charity. All right. So we have what we have with, with the Hermetic proposition is we have uh, we have we still have honor and when the, the Christian tradition we, still, we have charity now unless this is a, is a little uh, sidelight I'd like to point out that uh, even as the Italians uh, resurrected classical paganism in the Renaissance and, and began to uh, and began to mix it with their Christianity earlier on earlier on in the Middle Ages the early Middle Ages in fact, uh, there was a tradition that evolved called chivalry. Now, chivalry was a mixture of pagan honor and Christian charity. That was; those were the two main factors behind, or at least philosophical factors, the and moral factors behind chivalry. Knight, uh, you know, the the idea of the of the knight who of the Christian knight was supposedly honor and and chivalry. Now, that also applies to, to hermetic philosophy too, honor and, and, and to some degree chivalry, but mostly, uh, but honor is the overriding thing. Now, uh, one of the things about uh, the hermetic uh, proposition that we have to realize is that there is an, a measure of elitism involved here. There also is in some aspects of Christianity too, and we'll get, we'll get into that in a minute. But what, 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 when I say there is a there is an element here of um, of um, of honor in in uh, in, in Hermetic uh, philosophy uh, and, uh, and and elitism, and what I mean by that is this: as we read in that section, that that 
God, according to the Hermetic philosophy, God imparted the speech to all humans. They all have the speech. But only those with the mind, only those who have the mind, and in this sense, the word, the, the actual word is nos, in the, the Greek word nos, which, which really means spiritual. It doesn't exactly mean mind. It means spiritual awareness. Uh, uh, and those who actually had the spiritual awareness, had the, uh, the capacity for enlightenment, uh, they were offered, offered this, this, this goblet filled with the water of, of, of gnosis, the water of, of true spiritual knowledge and awareness of their, of their spiritual immortality. Now, um, so consequently, there is, a, there is an elitism in, implied here and evolved here, but uh, the, the writer of the, of the treatise is quick, to, end, to, quick to, 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 uh, to say that there's no envy involved in this. In other words, uh, he's, all men have the speech. All men are, are, are ensouled. Obviously, all men are ensouled. But only a certain number of them capable of realizing that they have God within them, that they are the eyes and the ears of God. They are here to witness God's creation and to and to be the stewards of God's creation. There, this is um, um, this is the elite aspect of it. Now, this same philosophy gets into Christianity. Some aspects of Christianity, you recall, the hundred and forty-four thousand elect. You know that that. Uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses talk about and, and various things. And it, it, it's in the Bible. It's I believe they're in the Book of Revelations or something like that. That that is comes kind of from the same uh, from the same thread uh, uh, deriving from the pagan world. But um, the um, this idea that uh, only uh, only a, a small number of people uh, that that really know what or want to know and and realize what that they really are they really have this divine spark within them now you know actually the more you the more you study the hermetic uh, uh idea and 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 the, especially the idea of the hermetic baptism the more you realize of the similarities to christianity and the similarity to jesus's teachings uh to the to the teachings of hermes because really, when you when you uh, consider uh, this from from a hermetic perspective, what Jesus taught is 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 frankly analogous to uh, to hermetic philosophy. You know, the kingdom of God is at hand, and and the kingdom of God is within you. That the the, uh, uh, the uh, really what when at a certain point uh, in your in your study and in your meditation. A lot of us come to the realization that they're really, uh, from a philosophical point of view, uh, Jesus of uh, Nazareth was really very hermetic. And and uh, what the hermetic enlightenment is, and we discussed this on several shows previously, is the awareness of the great I am. And and this is what, what hermetic enlightenment amounts to, is when you get to the point through your study and, and through your your 
No, your baptism into the into the, the Gnosis. When you get to the point when you realize that that you are the center of your own universe. This is what is meant by the Hermetic idea of as above, so below. That that uh, that mankind or humankind that that each 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 individual human is a miniature of the universe. And this is one of the reasons why, even though in Hermetic philosophy we 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 all know that 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 all human beings uh, are are equal, they're equally ensouled. It's just that some have the capacity of knowing it, and others do not. And this is one of the reasons with the Christian end of this is why the is why so many Christian sects are are so intent on evangelizing and so intent on on uh, going out and trying to get people to be born again. It's it's very much the same thing. It's very much this idea that that wake up and realize that you are that you are are a a child of God that you are the center of your own universe and and uh, and and you 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 have the holy spirit within you and if you can find it then then you have uh, well you literally you can you carry heaven and hell in your own pocket so um the 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 uh, the, the similarities here and in and but the difference here in in far as ethics is concerned is that that the hermetic classical pagan hermetic uh, philosopher is more concerned with personal honor and and his personal honor is more important to him than a compulsion or a uh, something compelling him to be charitable and and uh Therefore, he and not that he not that not that uh, there isn't a a, a a charitable aspect to, to hermetic philosophy. There certainly is. We're supposed to we're supposed to comfort the fallen, and we're supposed to uh, we're supposed to have compassion for all human beings, and we do. And uh, but uh, this is not our main moral uh, is not our main moral uh, um, function or main moral compass. Now. Uh, I said that that uh, I was going to compare this to uh, various other Gnostic uh, variations, including uh, Crowley's Thelema and the Golden Dawn Rosicrucianism. Well, uh, Crowley's Thelema is it, it, it owes something to Hermetism, and of course uh, Crowley certainly certainly went through a Hermetic phase, but he. He settled on uh he by the time he found himself or or you or or you might say by the time he lost himself, you could also say that. Uh, by the time he found himself he he uh he had uh, he'd moved away from from uh, uh the um, the idea of either he was he was completely unconcerned with honor and charity. He didn't care about either one of them. And and uh and in fact, uh, uh, that is probably uh, what I would say that the main difference between uh, between regular hermetic uh, uh, regular hermetic uh, magic and and, uh, and magical philosophy and Thelemic philosophy is that uh, that according to you know Thelema, uh, that uh, 
if it feels good, do it, and doesn't matter what the consequences are. And uh, this this is uh, uh, really not um, really not not what what, what uh, we would call in hermetic philosophy. This is this doesn't go along with with, with the honor proposition. And and uh, and as far as the charity proposition is concerned, that's denied altogether. Uh, and uh, now, Golden Dawn Rosicrucianism. The uh, in spite of what uh, some of my my uh, polemic colleagues think, there is no such thing as a polemic Golden Dawn, nor will there ever be. And uh, in fact, um, Rigardi and Brady McMurtry both told Chick Cicero years ago, "Don't mix the two systems," and and uh, because the reason is is that that um, Thelema is entirely libertine Gnostic, and and uh, and whereas the Golden Dawn is a genuine, genuinely Rosicrucian, and when I say genuinely Rosicrucian, I mean that the Golden Dawn does honor and extol both Testament and the New Testament, and it it does not uh, it it simply is not. Uh, uh, and, and it, it, from a from a pagan point of view, the Golden Dawn is the Osirian uh, tradition, and uh, whereas Crowley uh, rebelled against the Golden Dawn, of course, and created the uh, the Horus tradition uh, and the, the Crown of Conquering Child, which is certainly not Osirian. You know, Osiris is a proto Christ. Uh, Osiris was was. Uh, was murdered by his his evil brother and and uh, and then he then rather than being reborn in this in this uh, world he went to the next world and and was there to to uh, as the judge uh, you know just in the same manner that that Christ is is uh, according to the Christian tradition is supposed to have done so Osiris really is a proto Christ and uh, and uh, whereas uh, Horus uh, was continued, uh, you know, to his his earthly uh, uh, presence and and continued as uh, as a, as a god affecting the earth sphere. So um, the um, uh, as I say, the Thelemic proposition is um, is not um, there is there is very little honor and very little charity involved in it. Now, uh, in a way. The charity aspect of it, I can kind of, I can kind of sympathize with, and I want to discuss that for a minute because uh, we um, we said here in this in the abstract, we'll also question the merits of egalitarian collectivism compared to the American Masonic work ethic and personal responsibility standards, and those, you know, the, the American Masonic work ethic and personal responsibility standards, harken back to. Hermetic and classical pagan honor, yeah, they 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 harken back to the to the honor, and uh, and and whereas uh, and but <laughs> they they uh, what, what what I want to point out is that that um, that egalitarian collectivism is actually 
and Marxism and is and Marxism and and social in various forms of of, of very very uh, um, uh, collectivist uh, socialism are actually Christian heresies. And quite frankly, we wouldn't we never would have had Marx. Uh, we never would have had Marxist communism. Well, we could go back and even see even start. We could start with uh, Weishaupt's Illuminati was a Christian heresy. In fact, he originally recruited Masons into uh, uh, European Masons into the Illuminati by telling them that he was going to have the true Christianity. Oh yeah, you're, we're we're really going to have real. We're really going to have, uh, and in other words, taking the taking the egalitarian aspects of, of, of Christ's teachings, which, by the way, are idealistic. Uh, let's, you know, I, I don't think it's fair to, to call Jesus of Nazareth a, an early Marxist. That's really not fair because uh, because he, what he's talking about, what Jesus was talking about, was an ideal, was an ideal state. Ideally, if everybody, uh, if everybody loved their neighbor, and we all and we all were filled with with God's love, we all loved each other, and we all practiced the golden rule, then we could actually have a uh, have a communal society. But unfortunately, we can't because some people I just have the speech; they don't have the mind, and as Hermes says. And so, consequently, uh, we we have to. Uh, we, we absolutely have to have an honorable society, uh, and, and we cannot we cannot just have a, a purely charitable society. But because Christianity did become the major Western religion, uh, it, it, it had a tremendous influence on on its well, even on its heresies. And and one of those heresies, of course, as I said, was Illuminatiism, and then and that that evolved into Marxism, and uh, and and uh, and these are actually, as I say, these actually are Christian heresies because because uh, our natural tendency, our natural tendency is toward honorable relationships in business, and and in in uh, in social in social behavior and everything else. Honor is honor is what makes our society. Uh, function, because quite frankly, uh, if we don't have, an, if we if we don't base it on honor, if we don't base our laws on honor, and we don't base our our our, our rules of conduct on honor, then um, then we have chaos. And the reason for that is that, well, quite frankly, five percent of of all the people born, and, and this is some estimates. Today and I think it's getting it's getting worse as time goes on. Five percent of everybody born fall into the category of what uh, we unfortunately call sociopathic. And these people, if 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 we don't have laws and we don't have uh, restrictions, these people uh, cause chaos. And and unfortunately, uh, many of them are very intelligent and very charming. And and uh, and utterly ruthless, and have no no empathy for other people, and of course, uh, so uh, this. In fact, if we didn't have, quite frankly, if we didn't have this percentage of, of sociopaths, uh, we wouldn't need two thirds of the laws we have on the books, because people, normal people, normal people who empathize and. 
Human human beings are social creatures. They want to get along. They want to be fair to each other. And even if they, you know, even even if they fight, even if they're soldiers, even if even even competing as athletes, sure they want to they want to fight, they want to win, but they don't. People don't like to cheat other people. They don't like to kill them, and they don't like to uh, they don't like to uh, treat them unfairly. Natural tendency is to be to be fair and to be honorable. So um, the um, uh, as I said. Uh, question the merits of egalitarian collectivism compared to the American Masonic work ethic and personal responsibility standards. Those are based, of course, of course, on, on honor. And masonry is is frankly just as just as hermetic as it is as it is uh, Christian and, and biblical. And and uh, now uh, one of the things that I want to point out that. Um, Egalitarian collectivism is a manipulatable evil, and and it 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 has produced in this world some horrible horrible evils. Uh, I recently did a great deal of research on the Russian Civil War. That was right when the Bolsheviks, right after the Bolsheviks took over in 1918, they had a horrible civil war in Russia. One of the most horrible. In this this thing was this this was so hideous that you it is even difficult to describe that it it uh some of our uh, our recent spat of zombie movies would would be the best way to describe some of the, the some of the aspects of the Russian civil war it was hideous and this was a result of this of this rampant uh this rampant collectivism perverted for evil purposes uh in fact you know in in today's world uh geopolitical world uh you might say that the greatest evil is that which is done in the name of the public good and of course that also uh, or in in the name of the of, of the religious good or whatever which would apply to to our our terrorist friends in the middle east you know about that commenting about that uh, the enemy of these terrorists in the Middle East, the enemy is not Christianity, it's not Judaism, it's not the great Satan America. Their enemy is civilization. That's what their enemy is. And and when you think about it, this this is uh, this is really sad. But they're doing it in the name of God, and they're doing it uh, so they can have a uh, so they can continue. Uh, a society that that uh, um, that doesn't grant freedoms and 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 dignity uh, uh, to all its people. Uh, but I don't I don't really want to get too far into that. Uh, however, I, I will say that uh, that to get back to American Masonic work ethic and personal responsibility standards, these are primarily based on that good old hermetic classical pagan uh, sense of honor, which pervades our legal system. And, and, um, and, and we get, you know, we, some of that comes from the 10 commandments. Uh, We can't, we can't attribute it all to, uh, uh, to the Roman empire. But but what we can do <laughs> is credit the Roman Empire with a lot of it, which it doesn't get. Uh, a lot of people 
don't don't um, you know they don't want to they don't want to see how much of how much of American and well European Western civilization how much of it comes right straight down from the Roman Empire and I don't mean Constantine's version Christian version of it I mean I mean the original Roman Republic and and uh, and even the early and even even the empire on in the Augustus period. Uh, so uh, that and that when I say personal responsibility and honor, uh, that this this is part and parcel of the Hermetic tradition because the, the Hermetic tradition is is uh, you know as I said the last the last attempt by classical paganism to present its you uh, get equal time. And uh, and the end result of that was they almost got absorbed in, into uh, Catholic Christianity, uh, getting very very close, but uh, you know didn't quite didn't quite make it. However, uh, that's uh, that's something we should we should uh, uh, think that today uh, we're getting we're getting closer again. Now um, to um, one of the things that I want to talk about too about Hermetic elitism is that yeah yes we feel that we uh, that we are realizing our special relationship with God and and that's what we seek to to uh, instill in our students and to lead our students to that this is the whole purpose of studying the Kabbalah and and studying and our in our practice of astrology because yes hermetic uh, uh, hermetic philosophy uh, extols astrology, and, and in a lot of ways, uh, hermetic principles are based on it. And it's based on the idea that uh, that this is a magical universe, that each one of us has a magical universe, and each one of us is the center of it. Well, if you're the center of your magical universe, then you need a, then you really do need a universe to be the center of, and and. So therefore, we we continue to venerate astrology. Now, I want to compare this a little bit to uh, a present-day movement, which may seem a little similar to to Hermetic elitism, and that is the transhumanism movement. Now, those of you who have read uh, who have read Dan Brown's uh, latest novel, The Inferno, you, you you have some idea of what transhumanism is. And uh, I'm not necessarily recommending Dan Brown's Inferno, but but it's an interesting book. But transhumanism is a new movement that that is based upon the idea that through genetic engineering we can build a better man. We can we can uh, improve. We can genetically engineer uh, more intelligent children. We can have more intelligent children. We can have more. We can uh, enhance our enhance our own lives, longevity, and everything else by manipulating uh, our our genome, and uh, and also combining this with certain advances in nanotechnology and and in you know and become uh, more more in touch with our computers than we already are, and uh, and you know in other words. Uh, uh, <laughs> I know, I know that uh, what you may be thinking—that uh, that my gosh, the, the transhumanists are uh, are behind the 
behind the Facebook uh, 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 universe, but now actually, I think what they what they what they are eventually uh, seem to be working towards some of them is to where you uh, uh, you don't even have to turn your computer on to get on Facebook. All you have to do is think, and then the next thing you know, you'll you'll be on it, and and uh, uh, or uh, whatever. Anyway, the transhumanists. Uh, believe in in uh, yeah, a way they get criticized a lot. Uh, you know, like they're trying to they're trying to to create new Frankenstein monsters and and uh, and all of this uh, uh, business of uh, of cloning and 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 uh, you know uh, multiple uh, multiple consciousness. Both with your clones and other people, all of this, uh, it, it, all these various advances uh, and enhancements are are part of this transhumanist movement, and uh, we are not that way. The hermetic, the hermetic uh, proposition is that we are going to uh, enhance the spirituality and the and ex- extend the consciousness and the spirituality. And the uh, the um, um, the the psychic sensitivity of the human race by by making them by making people aware of their connection with God and their connection with uh, with with, uh, with the universe and we do this through uh, an appreciation of of magic and astrology and 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 uh we use the we use the ancient and and uh and uh uh venerable connection with with the angels and with the spirits and what have you uh and in a lot of ways this is very similar to tibetan tantric yoga in fact we have a yoga of our own our western western uh, western version of tantric yoga and we we are we are uh, working toward uh, toward enhancing uh, the human the human mind by by um, uh, baptizing it in the spirit, and uh, so this is this is our uh, um, this is our uh, philosophy, and in relation to uh, and in comparison to transhumanism, the transhumanists are mostly would not be. Would would not warm up to our our uh, uh, view of things because the way I understand it, most of them are are either atheists or uh, or what you would call rational humanists, and uh, so they probably wouldn't wouldn't in, uh, enjoy our our um, uh, our approach to things, and wouldn't want to get that much out of it. And yet, I feel that by that by reforming and enhancing. And uh, the human spirit, and and, uh, and and all that we can accomplish, we can actually, I believe, accomplish more enhancement, and and achieve also achieve, and through alchemy and and all we can achieve uh, equal measures of uh, of longevity and and uh, and good health, uh, uh, just as probably. As much as the as the transhumanists can, at least I think so. Um, now, uh, that leads us to what I mentioned here that 
we have a new code of conduct that uh, that we've established uh, for our for our magical lodges, which I will read to you. And and this here again, this is based on on uh, classical pagan hermetic honor, and and uh, and uh, the uh, uh, rather than 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 uh, you know rather than some uh, enforced charity ideas. This is based on honor. Now, um, I'll read this this over and explain explain uh, some of it as we go through it. Nostatiopsum. Welcome to the Order of the Temple of Astarte, Credo Rapport Reformato of the Church of the Hermetic Sciences. Before you become a member of the Church and its fraternal order, the OTA, we should inform you that we do have a code of conduct that we expect you to abide by at all lodge functions and otherwise when in the company of other church and lodge members and in the sphere of Internet and telephone communications. We have established these guidelines not to interfere with your lifestyle or your privacy. They are intended to avoid conflicts in the mundane world and to maintain a harmonious atmosphere in our order. We ask that you please observe the following guidelines. Please do not bring illegal drugs to any OTA gathering or to any gathering that other members are also attending. Now, this includes marijuana wherever prohibited by federal law. Now, you know what I mean by that. Even in Colorado, where, where it's legal for recreational purposes, you can still, you can still get busted by, by uh, the feds because it is, even there, it's not, it's not legal. So if it, and the last thing we want to do at, at, a, at, a, at a church function is have anything that is illegal uh, on the premises at all. Now, if you drink too much at a gathering or an event, arrange to be returned home safely or request to stay over until you can drive yourself. Please do not gossip or speak ill of other members. This does not serve our magical purpose and can be harmful to our work. On the same note, please refrain from discussing controversial social or political issues in any connection with the church or order activities. Please do not promote, extol, solicit, or recruit for other philosophical or magical groups unless you have been invited to do so. Understand that we are friendly with various other pagan and Gnostic magical traditions, and we permit members of such groups to join our church. But this does not imply direct reciprocity, nor should it encourage plural memberships. Now, what this basically means is, is, is don't come to one of our events to uh to try to recruit people for your for your particular thing uh you know that that's what's referred to as poaching and uh, that's that's uh, not something we we approve of in other words you can belong to another you can belong to another order but don't don't uh, use our functions to recruit for it now we are not in harmony with satanic or left-hand path traditions. We do not encourage our techniques to be used for dark ends. Please do not attempt to practice Goetia until you have received your second degree. Your first degree angelic work spiritually prepares you to engage the sometimes dangerous archetypes in the deep mind. Do not assume that Goetia is black magic. And it really isn't, because in the Renaissance, 
magicians who considered themselves good Christians and and good Jews actually did use these techniques, and um, they didn't. They did. They, they they did get in contact with what what they what they considered dark forces. Now, um, the truth of the matter is, though, that the real reason why we practice Goetia is to bring Mal and Astarte up from the Christian Tartarus that they were consigned to and bring them back up and rehabilitate them so uh so we can have a so we can have the temple of Astarte and uh and we can venerate them. And Baal and Astarte working all the way through our system, all the way through, uh Baal and Astarte eventually emerge uh, by the time you get into the inner order, they eventually emerge as Jesus and Mary Magdalene. So uh, you uh, you find that they they never should have been demonized in the first place, and that's the reason why we why we practice Goetia. And that only Goetia requirement that that any uh, members are uh, required to do the the male members uh, bring mild visible appearance. And uh, the lady, uh, the ladies bring a star to visible person. Those are the only requirements we have in Galatia. Now you are probably aware, either from our name Temple of Astarte, or from our book Book of Solomon's Magic, that we have the Hieros Gamos, sacred marriage of God and of the God and the Goddess, as part of our tradition and secret work. But this does not mean that an OTA Hermitage or a temple is a place to solicit sexual liaisons. The Iros Gamos is for couples with established relationships. Fratres and sorors should treat each other as just that, brothers and sisters and ladies and gentlemen, regardless of your gender or sexual orientation. Now, that should just about be self-explanatory. OTA gatherings and, and whether you're a member or not, not places to to uh, we're they're not they're not like a singles bar and and we uh, just because we have a sacred marriage tradition uh, you know in our uh, both the seasonal rites and also uh, but we also uh, you know we as, as uh, we stated in the Book of Solomon's Magic we have a we have a method but it's for people it's for people. Who have a an established relationship? It's um, so consequently that should be should be remembered. Now, lastly, as an esoteric community, we're all interested in a variety of unusual practices. However, do not let your discussions verge into proselytizing. Please do not use our gatherings or media outlets as platforms to sell any product, occult or mundane. The exception to this is. You may create magical equipment, furniture, regalia, graphics, publications, and craft projects for other members uh, in the line with our work, and be fairly compensated for your work. Please do not borrow money or seek to obtain business advantages from your fellow members. This is this is quite important, and we just don't want people trying to take advantage of their of their brothers and sisters in this way, and and absolutely. So this borrowing money from members or getting them into business deals, you should be very, very careful about that. 
Now, these guidelines are for your own benefit as well as your brothers and sisters in the church and the order. Please observe them in the spirit of our transformation mantra. Through me or through us flows a river of unlimited love. To us, Deus, Thabion, Archimage, Ordo, Templius, Now, these may seem a little bit restrictive, but actually when you think about it, remember I said that our heritage from the classical pagan Alexandrian incubator of hermetic philosophy, our heritage is one of honor, and if honor is more important, personal honor and individual honor, and, and uh, that's more important to us than some compulsion toward charity. Now, charity, you know, please understand, charity is a very, very fine thing, and I think we should be chivalrous, especially in the tradition of Parsifal and the Holy Grail. I think we should be chivalrous, and chivalry, as I said, is a combination of pagan honor and Christian charity. So, yes, yes, we should be, we should be charitable, and we should be charitable not only to to uh, those less fortunate than ourselves, but also to to our own uh, to our own people. But let us always do so with the idea that charity should never be forced. It should never be whenever charity is forced in a society or or wherever it's forced, it is it, it, corruption and and even tyranny are very 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 close behind forced charity. These are our principles of ethics, and I think that they're well-founded, and I think that people understand that we have an elitism, but it's not an elitism of thinking that we are superior. It's only, it's only in, in thinking and believing that we really do have a path to finding the presence of God within yourself. And we find that the presence of God within yourself is the most important thing that you can ever find. It's just the treasure that we all carry. We achieve this through uh, knowledge and conversation of the Holy Guardian Angel, and uh, that's our link to, uh, to the God within ourselves. And the idea as above, so below, as within, so without, uh, is the, the principle upon which we establish our hermetic society. Uh, I hope I haven't offended anybody with any of this, but... Uh, if I've offended you, then maybe you ought to look within yourself and, and ask yourself, why have I offended you? Because really, these principles are certainly worth worthwhile, and I think these rules are certainly good for us and should be good for anybody that joins us. Okay, so that wraps this up, and uh, next week we'll be back at the same time, and hopefully by then I will have a new book out uh, a new book that I'm that I'm looking forward to reviewing, with some some really really interesting material on Melchizedek and Solomon, and so until that time, and we'll, we'll hopefully we'll talk be able to talk about that, and until that time, good magic, and I'll see you next week.